Blog Talk Radio. Archangels, Ghosts, and Bigfoot, oh my, it's just another night for Supernatural Girls. Real stories, real answers to life's biggest supernatural mysteries. And now, for another exciting interview with paranormal experts from this world and others, here's your host, paranormal researcher Patricia Baker, on the one, the only, Supernatural Girls. Welcome, everyone, to another exciting episode of Supernatural Girls Radio. I am your host, Patricia Baker. Unfortunately, PK and Michelle are unable to join us tonight, but they'll be back next week. And we will have next week someone who you're all very familiar with. Ed Edwards is coming back with his partner, Lee. As you know, both have been tested by the Rhine Lab and by UVA, by another university, Monroe Institute, and they are able to produce millions of photons through their, the power of their mind. Now, not only can they do this production of millions of photons, but they can repeatedly do this production of millions of photons. And as you all know, in the field of the paranormal, a lot of these things you just can't repeat them. It's maybe a one-off thing, or maybe you can see it two times. But with Ed and Lee, he, you get to see it every time. So I want to make sure you know to tune in, because you're going to get a personal experience over the radio waves here of what it's like to feel all of these photons. You know, we've had Ed and Lee on the show several times before, and they can make you feel it right in your own bodies. It's amazing. So we want to catch up with these two. We want to find out what they've been up to. And I hear it's quite a bit. So be sure to tune in next week for Ed Edwards and Leahy. And we will be talking about their latest and greatest experiences with light. Really, it's truly light. And I'll tell you one quick story that Ed was on Coast to Coast AM with George Norrie last year. And there was a hurricane at the time. I believe it was in Florida. And George asked Ed if he could reduce the wind velocities, knowing that Ed is capable of things like that. And Ed said, sure, let me work on it during the commercial. So he did work on it during the commercial, and he lowered the wind velocity. It was an amazing, amazing thing to listen to on the air with George. So anyways, we'll see what happens next week. You don't want to miss this one. Be sure to like us and follow us on Facebook and Twitter. And we're also on Truth Social. You can find us there. So be sure to join us on all these social media thingies. We do have a TikTok channel, but we haven't been doing any posting yet. We're just collecting friendships right now. But we will be posting. And tonight we have a great show and a terrific guest. Agi Nost is here with us. And we're going to be talking about the latest in ghost hunting technologies. 
But also, we're going to be talking about the mysteries of time, time travel, and how to rejuvenate yourself. You actually can do that once you understand how time works. And Aki's going to explain all of this to us. So let me tell you a little bit more about Augie. He's amazing. He was born on a farm in Norway, and he came to the U.S. at the age of 25 to become a professional pilot. Now, he did become a pilot and also went into a partnership and owned a flight school, air taxi, and air carrier. Now, after retiring from flying, he started studying the mind. Now, Augie is a hypnotist, author of several books, was a TV talk show host for six years, and is a radio talk show co-host on Broadcast Team Alpha. He has been teaching classes on self-hypnosis, meditation, psychic abilities, astral travel, and universal success principles. So tonight, we're delving into a lot of mysterious things. And here we go. Augie, welcome to the show. Well, hello, hello, Patricia. I have coffee in hand and I'm ready to go. <laughs> okay. I'm thrilled to have you join us. I, I know I've been wanting to have you on the show for a long time. You were gracious enough to invite me on your wonderful show some time ago, and it was it was terrific being able to talk with you on air. So, Let's get right into this. My goodness, ghost hunting. Now, we're we're familiar with the old old time stuff like Ouija boards, but it's gone way beyond that. So, tell us what you know. What are the latest and greatest ghost hunting technologies? Well, yeah, there you know there is there are methods out there that make things so much simpler. In fact, wow. ghost hunting, uh, I don't know. I'm not so sure ghosts like to be hunted. Maybe we should do it <laughs> a different way, but let them come to us. Right. There is ways we can do that. And I think I, uh, I'm going to mention about five different ways that you can do that, and it works about 100% of the time. One of them is... What? Okay, we're going to start number one. What is it? Well, one of them is plain and simple, an invention that was done with Nikola Tesla back in 1901. And he created what is today called the um, Tesla Spirit Radio. And uh, he... Well, let's see. Uh, he did this in his... Uh, actually, he invented it before, but he got the patent in 1901. And mm-hmm. I want to quote something that he said about this little radio that he created. And that is, and here is quoting Nikola Tesla, my first observations positively terrified me as there was present in them something mysterious, not to Mm. say supernatural. And I was alone in my laboratory at night. The sounds I was listening to at first 
sounds like human voices conversing back and forth in a language I did not understand. Now, that was in 1901. At that time, we got, we got to also remember Nikola Tesla was a well-educated man. He was fluent in seven languages. Yes, and that's the thing true. about it is, in 1901, there were only about 20 radio transmitters in the country. That's because all. The first, oh my goodness! Yeah, uh, the first radio station that was even uh, registered. That was set up in 1920. That was K-E-K-A, I think out of Pittsburgh or somewhere right about there. So in 1901, with 20 different stations, and none of them were close to where he was, somebody was talking back and forth, and he was listening in on the conversation. If you... Just really have some fun. Uh, go to uh, go to uh, YouTube, and you will find uh, if you put in the term Tesla Spirit Radio, you are going to find all kinds of people that have built this little unit, and they are testing it. And they, uh, you can hear the voices of the spirits on there. Because we're finding out that we're hardly ever alone. So yeah, we hear always... that a lot. Yeah, yeah. we hear that a yeah. lot from mediums. They like come in groups, yeah. There are always spirits around us. Or mm-hmm. other dimensional entities. I'm not so sure spirits would actually fit all the categories. Because there may be other things out there. There may be. Uh, I agree with you. Yes. Yeah, there might be uh, disembodied entities and spirits. That's fine. But there are also entities out there that have never had a physical body. Thought forms are out there. They have no intelligence of their own, but they operate from memory. And there mm-hmm. are other things that could possibly speak to do the Tesla Spirit Radio so you can hear it because you can hook that up to a speaker and you can also put a microphone into the circuit and you can talk to them. So you can actually have a conversation back and forth with this Tesla Spirit Radio. Yes, they do. And uh, YouTube is full of those videos, and you can really have some fun with that. I even have one on there where I was on the Leak Project and talked about it. And uh, this is something that everybody can do. In fact, to yeah, build one... Where uh, can you yeah, buy I, one? I mean, for those of us that are just mechanically uh, challenged, <laughs> for you're Where do you, can you buy one, or do you have to just well, build it yourself? You can probably find one that will make it for you. Uh, it, it's above my pay grade, so I, I'm not so sure I should do that. But uh, mm-hmm. you can find the part. They'll set you back about, I ran the numbers one time, and I found that I could probably put one together for about 20 bucks. Oh, 
Well, that's doable. Yeah. So uh, if you're interested in doing anything like this, buy two. You can buy the kits in several places. It's right on the on YouTube also. And if you Google it, you'll find probably about five or six different websites that will sell you the kits. And oh, okay. buy two kits. If you can't put it together, buy two kits and find a friend that uh, knows electronics. Give him the both kits and tell him. You make two radios out of this. You keep one, and I'll I'll get one, and we'll have some fun with it. That's a great idea. It's yeah. really affordable, you know, if we can find anybody who has the ability to put those things together. It's, from the photographs that you sent me, which I will put on our Facebook page tomorrow, it doesn't look all that complicated, but you have to know what you're doing, I would think. So have you yeah. used one of these? Augie, have you had the, the chance to use one? I have never used this particular way of doing it. No, I have not. But I uh, I see the results from other people everywhere out there. And mm-hmm. the thing about it is that anybody that says today that there is no life after death, that, I'm sorry, probably not speak to the atheists this way, but they are pretty ignorant. We have the pictures, we yeah. have the voice recordings, yes. we have the videos, we have the personal right. contact <clears throat> from people. All the evidence is there. I, I've been saying for a while that if all the evidence of life after death was taken into a court of law and adjudicated before a jury and a judge, they would have been hanging a long time ago. <laughs> yes, that's right. Yes, it is all there. But it's just it that. is, and I'm glad you you brought that up because it's very much the same as with UFOs. It's just so many years, everybody, well, not everybody, but the government was very discouraging and saying that these people were crazy and there's no such thing. Yet now they're yeah. being forced, for some reason, to say, yes, they are real, they are not on the earth, and we don't know what they are, even though we know they know what they are. But still, it's the same kind of thing. It's like for years and years, uh, people have dismissed the idea of life after death and ghosts and things like that. But you're right. There's so much evidence on this yeah, there that is. there is a reality that whether it's we drop the body and we're just still hanging around or whatever, there's there's a place or a dimension yeah, that exists. And Can't that, be denied. Yeah, and you know, religions are very strong and uh, they've been brainwashing people into this total belief that if there's anything that is not written about in the Bible or other books of spirituality, so to speak, then it's a demon or something that you shouldn't mess with because the Christian church, they don't want you to know anything about this because then you wouldn't need the church anymore. Then they'll lose both power and the purse. So uh, we got to be a little careful with institutions like that. They may not have our best interest at heart. So true. Now, you grew up in Sweden. What was it like for you there uh, when it came to religion? Oh, there were, um, yeah, when I grew up, uh, everybody, well, not everybody, a lot of people went to church. But mm-hmm. it's, it's starting to get to the point where they really didn't believe a lot in it. But they went to church for companionship and meet people because that was the uh, the place to meet people. And they hung around for oh. a while and talked afterwards and went home. 
So that's right. I, I th- mm-hmm. yeah. I think today there's a lot of that also. Mhm. Yeah. So, so you were raised uh, with a a Catholic background. Is that what you were raised? Oh in? no, no, no. I uh, I am a recovering Lutheran Protestant. Oh. <laughs> Okay. <laughs> All right. I'm glad then. you glad you got that one. <laughs> yes. Oh my goodness. Yeah. Oh, that's great. I'm glad you're recovering. <laughs> yeah. So, and uh, even so you back found mysticism in, metaf- in metaphysical and these all of these exciting things. So, yeah. But back then, I don't know if that was offered in Sweden. Did the, was there any of this in Sweden back then? Metaphysics. But, yeah, it started to. Uh, it, of course, it wasn't Norway, but uh, I, uh, you know, I started very young to start getting looking at UFOs and things that was outside of the box, and that in my neighborhood, you know, that put me outside of the box. So. Um, they were all in the box, and then I became the outcast, more or less. But um, I had a couple of friends in the neighborhood, and we uh, we talked about UFOs and all kinds of neat stuff. So it, it was, you know, a kind of a little clique of us that um, yeah. we had fun. And in Norway, did you have a number of sightings? Because it sounds like you had something to talk about when you were living well, there yeah. with other people. I did. I uh, I think I was probably about 12 years old or something like that when I built the first UFO detector, and uh, it worked. Uh, the oh, bell my went goodness. Off, uh, the bell went off, and I went outside, and I remember one, one time I remember I didn't see a thing, but uh, mm-hmm. it may have been, I don't remember exactly, but I think it was probably clouded. And uh, mm-hmm. two other times the bell went off, and I went outside with the binoculars, and I saw something. So I know oh, it worked. Yeah. That's great. And I I have a drawing. If anybody is interested in building a UFO detector for less than 20 bucks, then uh, they can go to broadcastteamalpha.com and go into the picture gallery, and you will find it in there somewhere. Oh, that's great. Gosh. That's amazing that you invented that way back. So good for you. So this Tesla Spirit Radio, people can build it if they want, or it is possible, I guess, although more expensive, to purchase it somewhere online. So what are some of the other technologies that people are using today? Oh, yeah. Here is There is one that has an enormous amount of credibility. And that is being built at the University of Arizona by Dr. Gary Schwartz. And he even got a patent on it. Now, I'm a patent holder. And I know in order to get a patent, you have to have sound technology behind it. So this one is absolutely real. And he called it the soul phone. Because they oh. are able to communicate interdimensionally. Now, oh uh, for those of you that want to have a closer look at the, and read about this, go to 
thesoulphonefoundation.org. Thesoulphonefoundation.org. And what you will read about there is that they have put together electronics circuits. And they hook that up to a computer. Mm-hmm. And you can actually type questions in on the computer that go through the circuits, through the antenna, and get transmitted into an alternate reality. And oh something, or something <clears throat> or someone in that alternate reality will answer questions. You technically, oh I would call it a two-way conversation because they, so far they are asking questions and they get answers. Now, they haven't gotten beyond yet uh, the fact when they ask a question, it's a yes or a no answer. If the answer mm-hmm. is yes, then there's a green light coming, lighting up. If it's no, okay. it's a red light. So okay. they can ask questions in a yes or no anticipated answer and they will get the answer and the really amazing thing is that so far all the answers are correct so they've been asking about the future i would think so yeah they are asking both about the past the present and the future Oh, okay. Now, we don't know if it's accurate yet about the future. Mm-hmm. But so far, about the past and the present, the answers have been accurate. Gosh, so, how exciting. Yeah, this, yeah, this is, uh, and it's even patented. So uh, just uh, go to the soulphonefoundation.org and read the material on there, and you can sign up for a... Um, for a, I think it's a monthly newsletter, and you mm-hmm. can get see the updates. Now, Dr. Schwartz, he said one place in an interview that he says within the five, the next five, that's a year ago he said that. So within the five years, it says we are going to get to the point where we have two-way communications. Verbal communication is what he said with that other reality. That's very exciting. Very exciting. Yeah. So now is there any, how do they, so they just do this, the scientists are working with this technology out in Arizona at the university. But, I mean, it, are they yeah. getting funding for this? So this is part of an actual experimental uh, technology <laughs> situation where they're, they're getting grant money to do this? Yeah, they have grant money, and it's a, it is an experiment that uh, the graduating students are the ones that is invited in on it to do the research. Okay. Yeah. Yep, that makes sense. Oh, how cool is that? So right now we're getting answers back in a, in a light, in a red light, which means no, green light, that means yes. So they're not getting yep. any kind of words yet. It's just through these two color lights. I uh, so far it's just red light and green light, yes and no. That's all they have for right now. Mm-hmm. But in a way, they can actually communicate back and forth. So the, it is kind of a two-way communication. Well, it is. Yeah, just because they're using red and green lights, that's still communication. 
and the fact that the they were able to verify the the accuracy of those answers, the yes and no answers. Yeah. That's, mm-hmm. that's tremendous. Wow. So we're coming a long way with that technology. I know, and I'm looking forward to see what they can create out of this one. That would be really good. Yes. But also, hey, I'm not done yet. This is there's more. Okay, keep going. <laughs> uh, there is another way where you can use a, a Tesla coil, and that gets back to something I read while I was still back in Europe. That was back in the 1960s. There was a guy in uh, in southern France. He was taking pictures of dead folks all the time, just about all the time. He went to the graveyard. He took with himself a Tesla coil he built and a long extension cord, and he plugged the Tesla coil in, and he walked away about 20, kind of looked like 20 to 30 feet away from the picture Uh that was with it. And he started taking pictures because he put the Tesla coil right next to a freshly dug grave. Ooh. Very often. And what did he see? What kind of pictures did he get? Well, very often he could see the when he developed the pictures, he saw the picture of the guy laying in the ground, but now the guy was standing next to the grave and next to the Tesla coil. Oh, my goodness. Because that Tesla coil raises the vibration inside that bubble, that electromagnetic bubble created by the Tesla coil. And mm-hmm. he was far enough away being outside of the bubble so he didn't uh, interfere with the film. And oh, that's how he took it. Yeah. Now, there's a tricky part to this, and that is that when he starts showing these pictures in his uh, little village, they were all, you know, deeply religious people, Christians. And Uh-oh. they said, oh, no, no, we don't want any of this stuff. You're working with Satan. And uh, they almost killed him, he said. So he had to move out of town. <laughs> oh, my goodness. That's pretty severe. So he had to leave his home. Yeah. yeah he, he said in the interview that after he moved that uh, it's as if I had stayed, he said they probably would have killed me. God. They yeah, totally so turned on that, because they thought he was working with Satan. Oh, man, it's so sad because here he yeah. is, actually had a breakthrough, a pretty big breakthrough to take photography like that. I mean, that's amazing. So instead of being celebrated for it, he gets threatened. Uh, what what year is this? I thought it was 2022. That was, uh, the article I read was back in the 1960s, probably the, I don't know, maybe late 60s, something like that. I was still back in Norway. But even then, you know, you would think people would have been a lot more tolerant. I mean, it's not back in the witch-burning days, but maybe the mentality is for some people. Yeah, have you been to France? (laughs) (laughs) No. I don't think so. Uh, they were. To- it's kind of like the Bible Belt in the south of the United States. Okay. Yes. Yes. Uh, yeah. Yes. You, you don't. You don't. You don't talk anything different than what they 
believe, you know, and that uh, you know the concept. It's it's not just a Muslim concept. The religions, uh, many religions have that, you know, like if you don't believe like I do, you know, we need to kill you. It's, yeah. There's a lot of people feel that way because they misinterpret what it talks about in the book. Yeah, it's it's really too bad. I mean, we just saw that whole thing kind of go down with the vaccine. Same thing. You're not getting vaccinated, yeah. and we're going to take all your rights away and isolate yeah. you and do this and that. Now, of course, all of this information is being released yeah. about what the vaccine's really done to people. And it's a very different story to be told. But, yeah, there's that mob mentality, whether it comes from religion or it comes from some fear-based uh, political agenda. Either way, it, it's so dangerous. And we, mes- we miss out on grasping the, the real truth here if you get caught up in that area. You know? So, wow. I'm glad your friend is safe. Gee. There's a lot of ignorant people out there, but, uh, you know, hopefully some of them will grow out of it, too. So, you know, we, you never know. You don't. No, you yeah. don't. But what a great thing he did with the Tesla Spirit uh, radio, being able to take those photos, those Tesla coils, because it looked like there were two of them in the photo you sent me. Is that accurate? There are two coils that are used in this radio device. And uh, on the uh, Tesla Spirit Radio? Yeah. Uh, yeah, there there is actually two antennas on it, and uh, you can hook that up to Skirt so you can hear and also plug a uh, microphone into it so you could speak with them. And, in fact, you can also run this through a computer by the time it comes from the Spirit Radio and through the computer and then to the speakers so you can take out all the static because oh, yeah, usually a lot of static of comes with it. Yes, that's, that's true. It does. Now, with the Tesla coils yeah. that this gentleman used in the graveyard, was it similar to the radio device or is there something else he built? No, uh, the um, the Tesla coil, that um, the, from the picture that I remember seeing, it uh, was sitting on the ground, and it was just maybe a little bit taller than to his knees. So they could be mm-hmm. probably at least 500,000 uh, volts, maybe a million or possibly more. That depends on how they wound it when they, when they put the, the, the wires on it. Mm-hmm. Wow. But, so it's uh, a pretty good size one. Yeah, uh, you can buy them actually on the internet. Uh, oh, I've seen some really big ones that is bigger and taller than you are. So really? uh, they can do amazing things. But uh, for anybody that has a Tesla coil, try it sometime. Go uh, put it somewhere. If you, if you know of a haunted house, oh, have some fun with it. Yeah, and that sounds good. Another thing that you can do is... Get an infrared camera. Okay. Because that can pick up higher vibratory light and make sure it gets it to the film so you can see what's there. You walk into a haunted house with an infrared camera and you'll see stuff. Yeah, that's helpful. So the people who are not 
uh, able to do this psychically or if they're not mediums or whatever, then you can actually get a lot of information from these infrared cameras. How expensive are they yeah. today? Mm-hmm. Are they very pricey? I um, Yeah, maybe a few hundred dollars at the most. Uh, that's about it. That's it. That's again, it can be affordable. So yeah. 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 And these are digital, right? These are digital cameras? The infrared yeah. ones yeah, that they, you're talking they, about? Okay. Yeah, the infrared camera is basically a regular camera with just a different lens on it. Okay. Yeah. Well, it sounds and, like a good thing to invest also, in. And you probably know this also, that there is a tape recorder, an old tape recorder that used to be for sale back in the 1990s. The, the uh-huh. <laughs> yep. Are you there? I may have lost you. Are you there, Augie? <laughs> I heard some static, and then you were gone. Okay, and you're calling back in right here. All right. Let me get you back on here. Now I can, yeah, for you just through for a minute, but I heard some static and all of a sudden you were gone. Yeah. Wow. I don't know how (laughs) I did that. (laughs) (laughs) Maybe your ghost friends were saying hello. (laughs) Yeah, there you go. Maybe somebody's listening. Um, Yeah. Yeah, what I was saying is that there is a tape recorder that you can probably find. Uh, you may even have one in a drawer somewhere that you're not using anymore. It's a Panasonic IC recorder. Okay. It's what it's supposed to be called. And they have a very good reputation of being able to pick up spiritual uh, spirit voice recordings. No kidding. And so this is an older one. Huh. Yeah, it's, it's okay. older. It's dig around to find that one. Yeah, and um, I got about five or six of them laying on tape recorders here, and I looked through, and I don't have one. But um, oh, they they were very popular. So you just any one of the listeners out there look through your uh, drawers of old things, and who knows, maybe you find one. Maybe you have, go have some fun. You have that gold, yeah, that gold uh, tape recorder. That's fabulous. Wow. Yeah. So mm-hmm. for some reason they can pick it up. So that's good. So that's then you can get all of the voices that come through on in any haunted location or any spirit that just wants to talk or interdimensional, yeah. as you mentioned. Yeah, because I mm-hmm. agree with you, Augie, that when people talk about ghost hunting, I mean, I I use the term loosely. I I agree with you. It shouldn't be about hunting anything. It should be about <laughs> communicating. It should be about yeah. some type of friendship that goes beyond this world, right? Yeah, it's uh, I don't know about the word so much. It's what we do that is important. But I don't know if they understand that we are ghost hunting. Maybe they just uh, I don't know. I, I don't know what to think. But either way, we're making. There are ways of making contact. Yes. And and on, another way to do it, and that also works, and I know because that I did. And uh, you can uh, use a radionic computer. 
I used to have a Mark 12 radionic computer made by the Copen Labs in England. They are the absolute best when it comes to com- uh, radionics. And uh, you you plug it in. Let's say you have someone that you want to communicate with. And then you have, let's say, a watch that they had or a, a sock. I don't care what it is. Anything that has their biological energy attached to it. Put that in the well of the radionic computer. Tune mm-hmm. it to that vibration and then transmit. The energy that holds that vibration wherever it is in the universe just might get the call. Oh my goodness. And I have they, never heard of this. Yeah. And uh, we, we did some things with this and uh, and then they will come to the location where the radionic computer is and chances are you're sitting around there just, you know, all of you just watching what's happening. And then you can build yourself a receiving antenna. And that's what we did. We built it kind of like a, a pyramid, about a one foot uh, deep pyramid. And uh, we put uh, coat hangers in the corners of it and then we wrapped... Um, uh, aluminum foil around it so that it turned into a funnel. Mm-hmm. It was open open at the apex, at the very top of the pyramid. And then we turned right. it upside down and put that top right on top of a tape recorder next to the microphone. Okay. Now, we, you can also leave messages for them. If they have been in physical form, they also know your language, and they just because they're dead, they still know how to read. Huh. So leave them a message. Say, like, speak in the funnel or something. You can leave them any other message that you want to make them do. So you can use it and, like voicemail. Just here's your, here's uh, say, your message. Yeah, you kind of need, because they may not understand what you're doing. So you may Mm -hmm. have to have them speak in the funnel and then start the tape recorder and just let it run. Oh, my gosh. And then sit there and wait. But there is something else, too, when communicating out of the physical into the astral world. When you are in the astral world looking looking into the physical, if uh, here we are in the box looking out, but they're on the outside of the box looking in, so everything they see is like looking in a mirror. It's backwards. Oh, okay. And any astral traveler can tell you that if they're actually doing it. And Mm -hmm. That's why you want to write the message backwards. That makes it easier for them to understand. Okay. And you contrast white paper and dark black big markers. Okay. Because 
just because looking from the astral world or any higher vibration into the physical, it may not, depends on how well adjusted they are, they may not be able to see small writing. So having it large is, is better, and then writing it backwards is better. Yeah. We so, did that. We, we, uh, we took this contraption with, out to a, with us out to a graveyard in, back in Omaha. Uh-huh. And there were, th- there were three of us that went out there. And we uh, walked around with this thing and, uh, you know, hoping that something will be recorded. And then we stopped for a little bit and we ran the tape. And we had somebody on there talking to us, and one of the guys that was with us, he split immediately. He just took off. <laughs> uh oh, he got a little frightened. Oh, too bad. <laughs> yeah. Gosh. But with this radionic computer, I've never heard of a radionic computer. Heard of radionics, heard of computers certainly, but a radionic computer. And you mentioned that you had one that was state of the art. It was built in the UK. Can you get those today, a radionic computer? Yeah, you, yeah, you can, actually. It's a, it's a different computer. It doesn't have a screen on it. But it, it's a, kind of like a box with a crystalline technology and wiring inside mm-hmm. of it, kind of like what a – it's somewhat similar to a quantum computer except for the cooling effect in the quantum computer. Mm-hmm. So, so, so um, this is yeah. So um, like you can go okay. to um, uh, if you Google um, Mark Twelve Radionic Computer, you can go to copenlabs.uk, I think it is, and um, you can see there's uh, kind of like a box, but it's got something like a whole bunch of dials on the front of it, and uh, you can tune it the frequency of what you ever whatever you put in the well of the computer kind of like a round little well that you put there yeah and uh, this is this has been around since back in the early 1950s and uh, they're using it over in England for uh, all kinds of things for healing modalities and Let's say if somebody's got a really bad liver because he's been a lush, <laughs> then yeah, you could say, well, then you problem has created it. All right, yeah, and then you you find uh, actually you look up the frequency of a healthy liver, you tune mm-hmm. it to that frequency, and you can help rebuild the or accelerate the recovery of the liver. That's great. So that almost sounds yeah. like a rice machine. Is it similar to a rice yeah. machine? Yeah, yeah. Oh. The, they are using frequencies also. But of course, with them, it's a, it's an electromagnetic field. This is a higher vibratory field because it works interdimensionally. Oh my goodness! It's, now, how much are these contraptions? How much is a radionic computer? I don't know anymore. I think uh, when I got it uh, 25 years ago, I think a clean hundred dollars or something like that for it. But you know that was the top of the line too. There are others. Mhm. Yeah, I had about I think 48 dials on it that 
fine-tune it very specifically. Yeah. Oh, my goodness. What a fun piece of equipment to have. That just sounds like yeah. a blast. And, yeah, I'm wondering if the prices have gone up or down. I mean, as they miniaturize things, it could go either way. So I'd be interested to look that one up. But it is not a rice machine. This is something different. Like you said, it's more finely attuned. It has higher vibrational frequency. So it's definitely not a rice machine. So it does yeah. help people who are ill. People who are chronically ill can get better, I hope. Oh, yeah. I mean, I know we have to give a disclaimer. Yes, check with your doctor. But it sounds like the potential for uh, recovery is good with this radionic yeah. computer. Yeah. Yeah, we could. We used it for a, well, we experimented with it because you know, really, we weren't sick. But there was a friend of us. He he was. He had a bad cold, and I think they knocked out that cold in six hours. Oh my goodness! We yeah, were usually also, these days for a week. Yep. Yeah, we were also able to make vitamin C water out of distilled water. Oh, that's a good one. How do you do that? Yeah. Well, you put it in the well. After we treat, the... after we put some vitamin C in the well, and uh-huh. uh, put a glass of water in the other well, and then we transfer the energy or the vibration of vitamin C from the vitamin C into the water. And uh, we had it tested. Actually, I took it, uh, and we had a laboratory uh, tested. Because, uh, you know, we really weren't sure what we were doing, but we just wanted to see. And, yeah. uh, and they, they told us that, well, why did you bring it here? You know, it's just vitamin C water. So, <laughs> yeah, it worked. <laughs> yeah, it sure did. You know, it sounds like you have a lot of contraptions in your office that you can really make use of. Good for you. That sounds great. Yeah. So are there any more mm-hmm. that you want to tell us about, or is that the top of the line? No, I think I combined the two last ones, so the, the, the radionics and then leaving messages. So um, you can perfectly well do that. Yeah. You can also leave messages Gosh. around the house. If you don't have any equipment, leave messages mm-hmm. to whoever. Let's say that you had someone that left you. Well, the mm-hmm. other word is died, I suppose. And, right. And if you feel like they're around the house and they haven't gone home yet, then just leave messages for them. You know, go to the light. You're, this is not your home anymore. Go to the light. Or just leave the messages to help them just realize that, well, yeah, maybe I shouldn't hang around much more. I, I, I should go to the light and go home. Wow. So, yeah. So just continue your communication, basically, with anybody that you sense is around. Well, let's move on then, because we've covered all these great technologies now. I've got to start looking these up. Uh, But let's talk about time, because you're you're an expert on this. So time is not what we think. Oh, I don't know. (laughs) (laughs) I don't know why so many expert at anything. I'm just a digger, and I just keep doing stuff, you know. <laughs> but time, time is a mystery. Yeah, uh, actually, it is a mystery for the ones that who have not researched it. Mm-hmm. And the thing about it is that time travel is alive and well. It is very possible. 
In fact, in one of my books, uh, Spiritual Science, Higher Conscious Thinking and How to Access the Universal Consciousness, and uh, mm-hmm. I think it's the next to the last chapter I explain how you can do it. But I have read in about, I don't know, about four or five different scientific papers. They're saying, yes, we know how to make a time travel device. One second, you're you're cutting out. Um, so let's see what happens. You may have to hang up and call back in because you're cutting out, and I can't hear what you're saying. So oh boy, let's now I can hear you. Okay, so keep going. Okay, and yeah, you sound yeah. clear now. I was losing you before. There is. In major publications, there are things about um, time travel in scientific papers also. <laughs> and BBC.com, July 11, 2018, they mm-hmm. talk about we can build a time travel device. We know how to do it. We just do not have the fuel for it yet. Now, they're they're saying they don't have the fuel, but they totally exclude the energy of the mind. That's what can make it work. And here's another uh, interesting thing. There is a guy named Ben Rich. He was the head of the Lockheed Skunk Works here in the United States. And... uh, He said one time, and I'll read this quote because I want it to be right. And uh, he said that, uh, uh, see, we know how to take E.T. home. And uh, by the way, Hmm. he said that in 1978. It's that we know how to take E.T. home and it will not take a lifetime to do it. We already have the means to travel among the stars, but these technologies are locked up in black projects, and it would take an act of God to ever get them out to benefit humanity. Anything you can imagine, we know how to do. Oh, boy. Well. That was the head of the skunk works talking to you yeah and isn't that a sad state of affairs that the government military whomever they are gets their hands on this stuff and knows it can benefit humanity and but yeah. we don't get to hear about it we don't get to use it it's it's really it's terrible it's a yeah, I know. it is bordering criminal I think it is criminal yeah you're right yeah. it is wow and the thing about it the thing about it is that we have the fuel every one of us have the fuel to power this time travel device that is in our mind you know the thing is that there, uh, let me take about a minute and a half and explain why this would work. And that is that there is a, a physicist, his name is James Gates. 
and he has studied the universe uh, his whole life. And uh, he says, mm-hmm. he's a theoretical physicist, and he says, when we go deep in the equations explaining the fabric of space, we find computer language. And we did not put it there. It is too organized and symmetrical in order to be just showing up by random. It was put there by an intelligence explaining the universe. So we are in a computer program. So we're in a simulation. Yeah, it's a computer simulation. And another thing is that I'm a hypnotist. And if I put mm-hmm. you in a soft chair and talk to you for about 10 minutes and tell you that when I wake up and I snap my finger and I tell you that when you wake up, you will see an elephant standing next to you in the room. I don't care if you are on the 37th floor of an apartment building. You will see that elephant if I did my job mm-hmm. right. Yes. Now exactly. you reach out reach out and touch the snout on that elephant. You can feel the rough skin. You can hear him breathing. He is right there next to you. So now my question is to you, what happened to your real world? Yeah. Where did it, did it go? go? <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. Our reality is created in our mind and projected around us. If we are able to take that at face value and accept it, believe it, we can travel in time. Well, that that's great. That, that's terrific. Now, now I I know that I have, when I yeah, and I have, I have just a short strange, story about this. What? Let me yeah, just share this one that's... story, Augie, if I can, about, um, I know there was somebody that worked with Robert Monroe, who, as you know, wrote Journeys Out of the Body and developed binaural beats and ways of doing that. And he did come across somebody who was able to go back in time and change the events to the point where that this guy had a scar on his body that just disappeared. It was gone because he was mm-hmm. able to go back and change the events so he didn't have the scar. Now, have you had experiences like that? Well, would you like me to tell you how you can do it? <laughs> yes, please do you know, tell. <laughs> well, the thing about it is I think every one of us has done some really stupid things in the past. I, I sure oh, got yeah. my hand up. <laughs> yes. And if we go into a meditative state... Mm-hmm. And we decide that we want to create something in the past that does not include the stupid thing we did. Mm-hmm. We, we create different timelines for ourselves. We go back to, let's say, a time before that stupid thing, put ourselves in a place before that time, and in your mind, Decide that when that thing comes, I will not do that. I will do something different. Mm-hmm. And then decide on what different thing you will do. Now, if you do that over and over again, go back. 
you create attractor strings going back into the past, lodging in that location and that time and that new decision. You could very well find yourself in a new timeline where that thing never happened. That would be great. I know, yeah. So uh, this is one way of doing it. I I have a small electronic device too that I've had some really strange experiences with. In uh, in 2003, um, BBC Television came over to the United States to do a uh, TV documentary on time travel. They mm-hmm. interviewed Michio Kaku and Green and myself. On that video, I demonstrated that little electronic device, how it would work. Mm-hmm. And uh, it, uh, it turned very interesting because, uh, you know, BBC television, they showed it in every English-speaking country in the world, so about a billion people got to see it. And oh, that's it explains, great. explains that, yes, we can actually do this. If you go to broadcastteamalpha.com, you go in the picture gallery, I, um, I think it is either page 15 or 17, I have photographic evidence of time travel and time slippage. Ooh. So you can go there and just have fun to read those two pictures next to each other because they're taken at the same time, but they're different. So you, you'll understand ah. when you see it. Yeah, how exciting. Okay. I'm going to have to do that. Yeah. Everybody go do that. It sounds like a really interesting thing. But then yeah. let me ask you that. So you end up in another timeline because you've erased something out of your history. But what about going back? I mean, now you know that if you had invested in Apple or Microsoft or Home Depot back in the 90s, you'd have a ton of money today. Is it possible to do that? You could. uh, See, in the mind, everything is possible because, remember, that elephant was possible too. Mm -hmm. So, So everything is possible, but it all depends on a couple of things. First of all, your ability to believe with total conviction that this is possible and then be able to lock into a a different time where you bring your mind with you and you can lay down those attractor strings that start pulling you into a different timeline because we get many timelines going parallel to each other and we may be in all of them but they are slightly different I, mm-hmm. I don't know if you had this happen to you, but let's say you come home one day, you got your hands full of grocery bags. You put it on the yep. island in the kitchen, and you put your keys next to it, and you start putting away, uh, you put away the groceries, and now you, you're going to go get your keys, and they're not there anymore. Yeah. Why? <laughs> A lot of people have small things like that happen. That could be because you have shifted a little bit in time. You're in a different timeline. Uh, I know this sounds ridiculous, but I did that one time. I put away the grocery mm-hmm. stores and my keys were gone. And, uh, you know, next 
uh, I couldn't find them, so I had to use alternate keys for about a day or so. I found my mm-hmm. keys in the freezer of the fridge. What? How in the world did they get in there? I didn't do that. Yeah. <laughs> so, so something goofy things going on because we are phasing in and out of different timelines every so often. Well, <laughs> Just the same as you're, into... you're driving a car? Yeah? Yes. <clears throat> let's say you're driving a car and you're going to, let's say, go drive for about two hours to somewhere. You get in a zone and you don't feel mm-hmm. like, well, it was pretty quick. I got here. And Yes. You lost time in the middle. Maybe two hours is gone, but you don't remember most of that trip. Right. It disappeared. There are things on the road that you should have seen, but you didn't see. You don't, yeah, and you don't remember seeing any of it. But what about this, Augie? What about how does this play into, I should ask it this way, the Mandela effect? where we have this conscious memory, this collective memory of certain things, yet when they, you know, and you you go back through, for example, watching Star Trek, Captain Kirk, uh, we remember him saying, beam me up Scotty over and over again. But yet it's gone. It's not in there anymore. And we know it was there. Is this part of shifting timelines or is this something being caused possibly by what they're doing at CERN. I am totally convinced that is a time slippage between different okay. timelines. Mm-hmm. I am totally convinced of that because uh, you see it too often. The Mandela is one of them. And, um, my co-host uh, over in Germany on another radio show that I was doing a while back, yeah. She uh, took the bus to work every day, and there was one morning she went down to the bus station, and the bus didn't show up. So she went mm-hmm. and looked on the chart on the wall in the place where the, you know she was waiting, and I'll be, you know, the bus wasn't supposed to come. And then oh my she went home. So no, she went to work, and they wondered, you know. Why did it take you so long to get here? And she said the bus didn't show up. So the next day she went back again and the bus did show up. And she asked the bus driver, what happened yesterday? You didn't come. And he says, well, I don't know. I was here. But she didn't see him. Ah. So our reality is a lot more malleable than we think. It is. Yeah. It's not written in stone like we think. So how does that affect aging? Because I know you were talking about there was a, a paper written about this, that there is a way to reverse aging. Well, we all want to hear yes. this one. Oh, yeah, especially us that is a little more uh, <clears throat> chronologically advanced. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. yeah, well, the thing about it is that, you know, we've been had. Because mm. in 2003, three, uh, no, 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 it's uh, 2000, no, uh, yeah, 2009, 
Three doctors got the Nobel Prize for discovering an enzyme that reverses the aging process, and nobody told us. <gasps> now, don't take my word for it. Go to the Nobel Committee's website. Okay. Scroll down to 2009. Scroll down again to medical submissions mm-hmm. and read the, read the papers. You're going to love it. Really? Now, that what was is this 2009. Enzyme? 2009, between 2009 to now, <clears throat> that is, uh, you know, 13 years. That's a lot of research and a lot of stuff has happened, so it's been perfected quite a bit more. We have more data now on how to do this. And, of course, when the pharmaceutical company found out about this, you know, they had to get in on the game, so they started creating a pharmaceutical to do this right. and there are two ways to do it you can go the pharmaceutical way that will set you back right about four to six hundred dollars a month mm-hmm. or you could do it you do it the way I do it and that is by doing it by herbal intake there are herbs that and will help the body to create its own enzyme the name of that enzyme is well, first of all, let me tell you, there are herbs that will help the body to create this enzyme. And uh, first of all, what I'm taking is astragalus and gyalgalin mm-hmm. herb. And this goes back to, I'll get to the... I'll get to the name of it, but I want to wait a little bit because it will help if you understand what happens. Yes. And that right. is, I found some very old people. In the mid-1950s, there was a university professor that came from China to New York as on an exchange program. Mm-hmm. He went out one night with colleagues and had dinner, got food poisoning, and died. <gasps> so he ended oh, up no. the morgue. And they start going through his papers, and they said, gee, something's wrong here. So they called the Chinese ambassador and said, wait a minute, this guy is 154 years old. That can't be right. And uh, the ambassador told them, yes, he is. And uh, they asked him, how? And he said, first of all, he only eats Chinese herbs and berries. And he knew he could never die. Oh That's my a little goodness. different than going to McDonald's every you know, day oh, or so. no kidding. And <laughs> then I found another guy. He died from an accident at 256. And the government verified his age on three different occasions. He was also... Uh, He was a martial arts instructor for the Chinese army for as long as anybody could remember. Wow. So this herb that we want to develop in the body is called telomerase. When we take these herbs, then the body will create its own telomerase. And I have a book on Mm -hmm. the shelf uh, right above my desk where there's medical research that shows that astragalus taking in the large doses would lengthen 
the telomeres at the end of the chromosomes inside every cell of your body. And those are the ones that determines your age. Mm -hmm. Science figured out what causes aging and death. It is the shortening of the telomeres at the end of the chromosomes inside your cells that when the, every time the cell replicates itself, it gets the, the, um, the uh, telomeres get shorter and shorter and shorter until they get so short they can no longer keep the end of the chromosome together so it starts fraying and the cell mm-hmm. can no longer replicate itself and you get stuck with old cells in the body and you get older and older, get more wrinkles, more gray hair and you eventually will die. Mm-hmm. In my book about spiritual science, I explain what I do and I explain what people can do to reverse my the aging process. I am doing it. Uh, about five years ago when I started, six years probably, <clears throat> I started looking a little ragged in the edges, you know, gray hair and wrinkles <laughs> and stuff. Yeah. <laughs> and I don't start anymore. I don't feel like that anymore. I got more energy than anybody I know. I work 16 hours a day and uh, everything is fine. And so you use I know just this one this herb, works. astrologist? Yeah. Uh, if you want to look a little um, closer, you know, I explained it in the book what we are doing. Uh, mm-hmm. What a lot of people now are doing because they, they read the book. And I make myself totally available to everybody that buys the book and read about it. I am here to help them along as they go in their understanding of this and many other things that is written about in there spiritual things so uh, that's wonderful this is very possible everybody can do this now the astragalus that i buy it's uh you know <laughs> hey i'm cheap <laughs> so it sets <laughs> me back about 15 20 dollars a month something like that uh-huh so that's so affordable. Uh, so so yeah, that's, that's good affordable. So, yeah mm-hmm. That's very affordable. Now, and, you know, there's also a peptide that extends your telomeres, and it's called Epithalon. And you can buy that. It's a little more expensive, but, yeah, yeah you can actually buy yeah, that. Um, it's called Epithalon, E-P-I-T-H-A-L-O-N. And huh. there are a number of places, labs, that sell it, um, and there's one lab I like in particular in California that has top-of-the-line peptides, and they're for research purposes only. However, they have a lot of information. So if you go to peptidesciences.com, you can read about the peptides and, and the uh, research that's been, that is being done and has been done. On them. They have peptides that get rid of cancer. They have peptides that, like I said, extend your telomeres, but it's all there at peptidesciences.com. Very interesting research, so you might enjoy that also. I don't think you can get away with 20 bucks a month for these, but (laughs) if you decide to be, you know, to experiment, but uh, at the same time, these are made in the United States. They're very pure, and you don't have to worry about contaminants with this company. 
So peptidescientist.com oh, has a lot of really good information, excuse me, on all different kinds of peptides and peptide combinations and the research that is out oh, there. Excellent. Uh, very interesting. Yeah. yeah, very interesting thing. Yeah, look, look into peptides. this, folks, because the more we can do, the more we can learn about this, the better it gets. Now, I'll, well, I'll yeah. mention the astragalus, but also, mm-hmm. you know, there is this Jialgolan herb, which is called the immortality herb in China. So and I take a lot is... of supplements. I, yeah. Uh, well, I'll tell you, since you don't speak Chinese either, I'll spell it for us. <laughs> Please. It is J-I-A-U-G. U L A N N for November. Okay. That is the geogolin herb and that is called the immortality herb in China. And uh, I take that also. And that uh, actually that cost me another twenty bucks a month I suppose. <laughs> and uh, I don't know what it does, but it uh, when I'm looking at myself I uh I'm, you know, the rumor on the street is that I'm 76, and I don't mm-hmm. feel I look that. No, I from your photos, I can tell you you don't. So yeah, yeah, that's, that's tremendous. But you know, I was watching a movie. What was it called? I think it was Night Sky with Sissy Spacek and some other great uh, older actor. Now Sissy Spacek is 72 now, and she plays the role of an elderly woman and with her husband who is elderly and they're facing the uh, the challenges of getting older, getting infirm, not being able to walk as well, not being able to remember things. And it was, at first I was watching this, I'm like, oh my God, this is so depressing. <laughs> you know, it was like to age, you know, to be on the planet and to have so many issues uh, this chronic, these chronic problems that come with aging, and then then it it kind of shifted into a much more sci-fi type of a storyline. Mm. But it was, you know, it brings forward all of what, well, if we're lucky enough to get to be old, you know, we yeah. face some of these issues. And but as you're mentioning, it's so important. Uh, what we're eating, I mean, fruits and berries certainly make a difference, uh, especially if you're not eating fast foods. It's it's a big difference. But the herbs yeah. make a big difference. The peptides can make a big difference. It's, it's all of these things combined that take away the, excuse me, the infirmity aspect. You know, when you're infirm, mm. you can't walk, and your joints hurt, and, you know, it's it just becomes so intolerable. You can see why people don't even want to be here when they have levels of pain and discomfort like that. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it uh, it gets interesting once you start diving into these things. And here's a hint for you. I think it was about four years ago, the CDC, the Center for Disease Control, they came up mm-hmm. with a brand new they They launched a brand new disease Called oh, aging. how nice. What is it? It's what? Aging. Oh, <laughs> okay. It's a disease now. So I, that tells you something. They think also that it could be remedied. Mm-hmm. 
Well, there's certainly Unless enough ancient cultures that agree with you. <laughs> yeah, right. It could be for that reason, so they can make some more pharmaceuticals for us. But, yeah, I mean, is there anything natural about aging? Maybe it's not so natural. So, Well, the aging is is actually caused towards the telomeres, but then again, what causes the shortening? That is the mm-hmm. lack of telomerase in in the bloodstream or in the body. So then, why do we get less and less telomerase created as we get older? So you got a vicious circle here, and that is caused by the drying up and the more inability inability of the pituitary to create this enzyme. So now we got, if we clean out the pituitary, if we decalcify it, that also will help a lot and make it easier Mm -hmm. for you to stay more healthy. Besides that, you get more psychic and you get more abilities and you can do all kinds of neat stuff. Now, are you talking about the pituitary or the pineal? Uh, did I say, uh, I think I meant, no, no, no. I meant the, uh, the pineal gland because that's what creates okay. all the enzymes. Okay. So, yeah, because a lot yeah. of people have been exposed to a tremendous amount of fluoride in their drinking water yeah. and fluoride treatments at the dentist, and that calcifies the pineal gland. Yeah. So yeah. how do you decalcify it once you've been exposed to all of those uh, fluoride toxins? Well, there is uh, really fairly simple, actually, to do that, and that is you take boron. Boron mm-hmm. will get in there, and it will uh, break up some of the molecule, the parts of the molecule of the fluoride, because the fluoride molecule looks kind of like a clump with, with fingers sticking out, claws sticking out, mm-hmm. and these fingers they can come off so it can the fluoride particle can be flushed out will eventually go out in the lymph system Mm -hmm. so uh, the brain actually can be cleaned out from the gunk because inside of the the, uh, pineal you have small vapors of crystalline vapors and they vibrate at very high frequency, that is, some of them are transmitting out of the physical into a higher vibratory existence. That's our gate to the universal consciousness. If you right. have full of gunk in between those crystals, they cannot vibrate, and you lose mm-hmm. your connection to that universal mind. Well, Where this is a good solution. Is. So, yeah. Boron, also I've heard people actually use that stuff that you buy for your laundry called borax. It's the same thing, isn't it? Uh, No. Um, Borax, that's more like a cleaner that uh, really shouldn't be used because they have other stuff in it. That is not good. Mm -hmm. But pure Mm -hmm. boron, you can buy it at a health food store. And uh, that is the real thing that... uh, you don't have to take much of it. 
there's just uh, just whatever it say on the bottle. That's what you want to do. And you do that for a few weeks, and uh, you just might feel some difference. And yeah. also start reading raw, natural foods. Mm-hmm. Green, leafy food. Red mm-hmm. food. Carrots. Red peppers. And green, leafy food. That is excellent to help. Uh, also, the enzymes coming off with those they can end up also helping clean it out. Mhm. Yeah, that was that's great. So boron is something that what comes in powder capsule. Is that how people take it, yeah. or is it homeopathic? No, no it's a, I, I have it in a powder here. Okay. It's in a powder. Yeah. Mhm. Well, I don't know. Might... Taken. I think that's another inexpensive one, isn't it? I don't think that's very expensive. Oh yeah, really cheap. Yeah. yeah. Well, yeah. that's good. In fact, there's some there's some real <laughs> good videos on YouTube about how to clean it out too. So you can find something there. Explain what other people have done. Well, I've and I've seen there's different tones you can play, but uh, you know that only goes so far. I think it's a a physical. It needs a physical cleaning out, like with boron. I think would be a great thing to try, and it's yeah. a, a safe a safe supplement. So people can look into that as well, especially again if you guys are exposed to fluoride growing up, which most of us were, because they were big on putting fluoride in the water back then. And making yeah. us drink that, thinking that it was going to help us so that we wouldn't have cavities anymore. But then we don't have the pineal glands anymore. So, yeah, <laughs> yeah so take into that boron. Yeah, I've also heard uh, that um, Asaya with a redox molecule can also help clean it out. And what so is maybe that? You spell that for me? As- yeah, Asaya, A-S-E-A. With a okay. with a redox molecule, it's a it's a a molecule they get inside the nucleus of the cell and mm-hmm. uh, restructure the genetics of it. Wow, is that another bargain? Another cheap one? <laughs> I, um, I I'm drinking it. I've been drinking it for, for probably three years now. I, I do it every day. Whether I need it or not, I don't know. But I just do it anyway, and I, I feel good. So as long as I feel good and have the energy that I have, and I'm backing up my aging like I do, I'm not going to change a thing. I'm just going to keep doing it. Yeah. No. Why not? Why not? Yeah. It's. It's great because it's great to be here on the planet, but it's also great to feel good while you're here on the planet. So, yeah. you know, all of these, these other challenges that a lot of people face is, as they get older. It makes it so unpleasant. So it, this, if you can clear up a few things, you might end up clearing up a lot of things. So it's a yeah. much more enjoyable experience to be alive in your later years. Yeah. Rather yeah, than I'm sitting in a nursing you know, home, fading away. I know. I'm thinking of older people, and uh, I don't consider myself one of them. So, you know, most people my age, they're anything from about uh, 6 to 15 pharmaceuticals by now. Yes, that's right. Yes. I've never never been sick in my life, so I 
just going to keep it that way. Yeah. <laughs> Good for you. Well, oh, that's except great. For, except for some well-deserved hangovers. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, right. Well, it's okay. That's all right. <laughs> There's probably some moves yeah. you can take for that too, right, Aki? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh, that's funny. Yeah. Well, you know, let me ask you one more question and go back to the ghost technology then. With the Tesla coils or the Tesla Spirit Radio, how about can you use that to communicate with ETs? I think I'm pausing here because I'm thinking in possibilities because I have not tried it, so I really don't mm-hmm. know. But mm-hmm. I think that when it comes to the uh, radionic computer, you may be able to communicate probably better with ET. If you really want to see UFOs all the time, every mm-hmm. day you go outside, you can see UFOs, and there's one way you can do that, and that is get your, your hands on a fourth generation night vision goggles okay if you get those because they pick up higher vibratory light than what your eyes can see they see into the infrared specter and Mm -hmm. when you put those when you point those goggles into the sky you're going to see the traffic jam up there there is round (laughs) ones there's triangular ships all over the place out there and in fact uh, uh, over in uh, the Middle East you know one of those favorite wars that the Bushes created Yeah, uh, they used to give out those four generation uh, uh, goggles to the people and the, the soldiers and they got all kinds of complaints but it scared the daylights out of them because <laughs> they said we're walking down the street and then we see this man right in front of me coming up to me and then he walked right through me and oh, they can see that he can see him and take the goggles off he's not there anymore so they took the goggles away from people and left them with the officers only same thing oh, that's really funny. George Norrie did a whole show on this because some, he was at a function somewhere and somebody came up to him and said, hey, look at this, use these goggles and look up. And George could see the ships flying in all different directions up there. And he was so totally flabbergasted, he did a whole show of it afterwards. Oh, gosh. Well, that's great. So this is fourth generation infrared binoculars you're talking about now. Yeah, the... Uh, the Fourth generation night vision goggles. They are, yeah, mm-hmm. they they see in in the. Uh, it doesn't work in the daytime so much because too much light. But in the infrared right. at night, you can you can see it. Oh my goodness! Now now I have a list of things I have to buy. <laughs> <laughs> you have got me going, Augie, on all these great toys. I can't be without them, and I'll report back to everybody. <laughs> so. Yeah, this was fun. Yeah, so you have so much great information, lifetime of experience that you're sharing with us. And believe me, we all appreciate it, my audience, myself, 
this has been such a wonderful night to spend with you, to hear about all yeah. these technologies, how people are using them, and how we can get them or build them. So it's, you know, it's our choice, really. Well, again, I, I would have to say I only have one choice, and that's to buy them, because I am not yeah. one of these mechanical people. Forget it. Uh, I just can't do it. But I, I know there are people in our audience that can that have those skills, yeah. those uh, engineering and electrical skills, and they can put it together probably pretty easily. So yeah. I'm jealous oh, of all absolutely. of you out there that can do it. Let me just, Aggie, let, better, me just let me say something to the listeners for about 15 seconds, and that is that sure, start digging, start doing stuff, because there is this saying, <laughs> for the ones who have had the experience, no explanation is necessary. For the one that yes. hasn't had the experience, no explanation is possible. That ah. just might be why you don't believe it all yet. Once you had that one experience, there's a whole world opening up to you. Go for it. That is so true. So true, Augie. Thank you so much. This has been wonderful. Everybody, check out Broadcast Team Alpha. Got some great shows there, some photographs you have to look at that you'll really enjoy. And, Augie, thank you, thank you, thank you. Got to have you back on the show when my co-host can enjoy you as well. Oh, yeah. So next, that next week, everybody, will be back again with another great show. Until then, we'll see you on the Blue Highway. Good night, everyone. Good night. Thank you. Thank you, Augie. Thanks for listening. Tune in next week for another radio adventure with Supernatural Girl.